If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It's good to be here. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. On Twitter, it is at Jay Cameron Show. We will be uh, ready to roll um, one week from today with uh, Redemption Thursday, which will be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, not a huge slate that first uh, go-round. Dip in the toes kind of a Redemption Thursday. Yeah, I'll try to make it. Uh, I'll try to add some stuff. I heard from Lee Sterling yesterday. Uh, yesterday, Paramount Sports. He reached out All to me. Right. He's ready to roll. He's excited as well. Fresh off his conclusion of watching every spring game in America for the third time. I don't know if he did. I don't know if he did that this year in terms of traveling about and all that good stuff. I, I'll, I'll have to ask him. We were just texting while I was at practice, so I don't know. Today, not much uh, in the way of practice beyond uh, a lighter day, special teams day, implementing certain things for game day and all that stuff. So not as much to report. I would I would defer to you. I didn't go today because I knew today was going to suck. So I said, I'm not going. There's no reason for me to be there. Uh, and I'm glad I made that decision. But you were there, so was there anything of note? I was there for... A different reason, but you thought you no. Just... I was there for the, like the back half of it. Uh, at some logistics near College Town because of uh, the excitement we have for what we're doing on game days. But then once I got to practice, no. I mean, there was a lot of special teams to conclude. They were doing some scout work. I heard from our fellow staff members who were in attendance that when they went team early on, defense did better. But you could very much tell that today, even the way the coaches were involved in it, it was. All right, guys. Style it back. We, we need to go get them tomorrow, but mm-hmm. let's just get through today's work and put in good work, but this isn't exactly, you know, the first padded practice of the fall camp. Yeah, and uh, they, they, this is – now, you got to be smart. You know, a lot of guys wearing green jerseys these days, not because they couldn't play if they needed to, just because, hey, look, we're on the precipice of a season starting. You don't need anybody taking unnecessary shots, guys that you're going to be depending on. They've been tackled a lot so far in the last two weeks. There's been plenty of contact. You don't need to go down that road anymore. You kind of, I would say, you pretty much know, say for a couple of spots, you pretty much know that depth chart. Uh, the coaches do. 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think we, I think we know who's what and where they're going to be and which packages and. You know, I think the coaches know that. There are a couple of exceptions. I don't want to get into that because Mike would get mad about that, and I don't want to do that. But there's a couple spots still up for grabs. Other than that, I think pretty much you know. Yeah, and I think that beyond the top line, the starters, quote-unquote, they they also know there's going to be a rotation at so many of these positions. I mean, how could there not be? Uh, for some reasons uh, that are great, like for defensive interior, you really like the second wave of your guys. So if you need to give Fabian Lovett and Robert Cooper a moment – in the middle of a and game, you, you can do so. That is a luxury you have this year. Yeah. In other cases, it's because you're equally mediocre. You know, at if I was to say receiver three or receiver five, they're about the same. Different skill sets, maybe in size, and maybe one's faster and the other's taller. But I think they're going to rotate receiver three through five a lot. So when you get to the top line of the depth chart, if they do release that next week, remember everybody that in most positions there's going to be a decent rotation. I would think. Yeah, and I, that's exciting news because they're building the depth that most good teams have. They haven't had it yet. It's been a long time, and um, it's refreshing to see that you don't panic the second that guy that backs up the starter comes into the game. In the last few years, anytime one of the starters had to come out and that starter in and of itself was not a, any great shakes, they came out and then somebody else came in, you're like, oh, man, this is a precipitous drop-off. We, we get nervous about that. Like, I'd rather have Akeem Dent and Jamie Robinson on the field for 95% of the snaps, but if they aren't, Shaheem Brown coming on the field and playing for a, a little while is not a bad thing. And they said that to me, uh, Coach Woodson did in the preseason. Shaheem's going to play. So did Coach Fuller. Yeah. He, he's going to be in the rotation. So there are some places where they won't. Quarterback, if everybody's healthy the whole season. I don't want Tatum Bethune to come off the field. I don't know about you. But you do, you know about me. You know, you know. I don't want Tatum that's, yeah. to come off the field. Yeah. Yes, I do know about you. Yes, yeah, he's very good. We haven't had a good linebacker in some time. Maybe that should have been the player instead of Bless Harris. What you know about Tatum Bethune? Man, I know this about Tatum. He's been a set it and forget it. It's been great. Like, okay, you're there. Yep, good, good, got it. Beautiful. Don't have to worry about you. Hey, wrap him in bubble wrap now. Yes. I mean, we don't need him out yes. there tackling anybody right now. Everybody's got the deal. We know the deal. He's, he's played college football since 2012. We're fine. And he's good at it. He's good at it. He's a tackling machine. He's physically ready. He's proven himself. Understands the system. Very vocal. Great leader. Gets it. Don't need to see any further proof of that. A little over a week out. Single digit days to the first game. And you know... As much as we both love Florida State and we love the game day experience and we love going over to Doe Campbell Stadium and seeing friends and family and fellow Knowles and spending that time together, I mean, it's the home opener you're excited about. It's not the opponent. So, you know, it's Duquesne. I don't care about Duquesne. I care about the fact that it's the start to the season and that I get to see these people that I love, and I get to spend time with them. We you, we get to do the pregame show and have a good time at Hotel Indigo, beginning at 2 o'clock on that Saturday. Good times. Taking you right up to an hour before game time. And then through the game with a watch-along featuring Dominic Robinson, and then a postgame with you and Gene. It's exciting because it means it's all finally arrived. And, you know, I remember a couple months back we were like, 65 days and you know and you just here we are now nine days away the only thing i miss doing all of the game day shows that we do and, and they're fantastic this year presented by zaxby's of course thank you zaxby's um is the first game i would always go up to the roof when i got the press credentials before that i'd just be in the stands 
And I love the war chant and I love the fight song and all oh, that's wonderful. But pregame fanfare was always something for me because it's also what they play between the third and the fourth quarter. Just something about that number says you're back. The first one. Mm. Every other one is fine, but that first one of the season. The the band is something that's more important and has a lot more history with my wife and my household, so therefore Marching Chiefs has become I've become even more intertwined and I see it differently. But the two things are how they begin and how they finish. Pre-game fanfare before the season starts, and then when they leave their shoes on the field for their senior day. Those are both really cool, cool moments. And I admit those are the two things I miss the most about not being in a stadium. Certainly not the people sitting next to me if I'm in the stands. Yeah, but for me, I'm fortunate because if I sit in the stands instead of the press box or the roof where I go up to, uh, I'm sitting next to my son and my father. Right. So that's a little bit different. Well, occasion. I mean, outside of your group. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, always yeah. like, oh, all right. Yeah, I don't need to hear the guy yelling. Law of about, averages, I guess. Yeah. I don't need to hear the guy yelling, clam, you know, clamoring for the touchdown play. And I don't need the guy that is going to tell me what formation they're in. I told you we should have hired Bob Stoops. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Every game. There's always a guy. Come on, Mike. They're in nickel. Let's run the ball. Okay, man. It's Duquesne. It's first just, quarter. It, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's it's the guy that needs to be heard. Well, and it's the, needs to be seen. The first run of the season is no gain. We won't be able to run the ball all year. Mm-hmm. See, won't be able to run the this ball. This is all what year. I was telling you about out there before we came in. It's Duquesne, and we can't run the ball. What do you think is going to happen? Like it's the first play of the game. It's okay. Next play, Trey Benson, thirty-five yards. Could have done that on first down. Yeah. Should be every play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. Further removed you get from it, it's harder to accept, too. That's the thing. That's where you get to be. We're all snobs that work in the uh, in, in the sports industry because you don't ever have to do it. And then you do do it, and you're like, oh, this is why I don't do it. It's worth it if there's a crisp, cool breeze in the air, though. You're damn the right. heat makes it worse. Well, I mean, it, it, yes, you lose patience quicker. That's why murder rates go up. It's summertime <laughs> road rage. Yeah, it's all that's true. Uh, I would I would tell you that uh, I, I when you get an opportunity though I will it, there is something special about big road games. Oh yeah, traveling with your with your people for big road games. Yes, strength in uh, numbers yeah, feeling, and it's a know, fun thing. We're there. in this yeah. together feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, us against the world is fun. Like They'll going. So I was going to say, in French Quarter, there's going to be a lot oh, of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to be so cool to well, see a lot of Knowles walking down the block. And listen, LSU fans are great. I got no problem here. This is going to be fun. We're going to have some drinks together. We're going to have some some eats together. We're going to have some good times together in NOLA. It's a great place. And there's a lot of similarities where we are right now. Fighting back. Now, they are, they've won a lot more recently than we have. Mm. But the idea being, yes, you're on the road back. This isn't cutthroat if we lose this game then our season's over and our pro, and we're going to fire our coach. This is all, look, we're, we understand. We're under construction right now. Pardon our dust. We both understand that. So I think that'll make for a more festive atmosphere too. So one thing I am interested, and we're going to effort to do this for you. We'll reach out to him. Uh, there's an ESPN host there in Baton Rouge uh, who I think does a good job of covering them. Yep. And um, we'll have him on the show. And we'll we'll do a preview, and we'll have a chance to talk with him about how camp's going and, and all that stuff. I do want um, I do want to point out that their camp is going well. If if you listen to insiders there and you read the reports coming out of there, and and that makes a lot of sense to me. And it it doubles down on what we've said before 
that were relieved that we're playing LSU this early in the season. Because I believe, just like FSU has a chance to surprise the ACC, FSU has a chance to be a team late in the season that when you sit down to watch college game day or whatever you're doing, they're talking about, good to see Florida State back. They got a big game today in Tallahassee. Good to see them back playing good football again. College football is better off when Florida State's playing well. Most outlets that cover the game and they're interested in the greater fabric of the game would like to see Florida State, but not just Florida State, Miami, Florida, all be good. Because if you're covering the sport nationally, you want the regions of the country and the traditional powers to all be good. You'd like Nebraska to be good again. The Rust Belt, you need somebody out there who's playing good football. You'd like to see it. You'd like Michigan and Ohio State to be great. You'd like USC to be great. You'd like Texas and Oklahoma both to be great. You'd And in the South, you want more teams to go along with Georgia and Alabama. You'd like to see Florida get better and Tennessee get better and Florida State get better and Florida get better. That's, that's what they would like. Now, individuals, you might question that. You might say, I don't think Chris Fowler wants us to be good. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you're just talking about these outlets, they would like to see great balance regionally with the traditional powers in college football to be strong. Yeah, it makes it better for everybody because remember back in the day when the Bowl Alliance existed in the early days of the BCS, you'd be rooting for multiple teams a week to lose. It wasn't oh, the yeah. same two to four. You, I mean, in a given week in October, yeah. mid midpoint of the season and beyond, you've got about four or five minimum games a week that you're watching saying, come on, come on, oh, you yeah, to yeah. lose. Let's go Colorado, knock off Nebraska, or let's go LSU, take down Auburn. How is Kentucky in it with Florida in the fourth quarter? Oh, yeah, my God, this could be. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Now it's there's three or four teams, and you know who they're going to be. There really isn't. If we take care of our business, nobody can get in our way. In those days, many teams could get in your way. Yeah, competitive balance is not in place in college football right now. It's why the sport is in desperate shape. I think that they will see a downturn in viewing habits if this sustains. They need more people to enter into the picture. Now, that's a separate subject. I just want to point out something. That I think we have a chance to be that talking point. But I also think LSU does. I think LSU, if you're looking at their roster and you're looking at their coaching, has a very good chance to be much better in the SEC than any of the preseason prognostications give them credit for. I understand that Brian Kelly can be a tough pill to swallow because of his behavior in the past. The red-faced lunatic and all that stuff. But if you listen to his players at Notre Dame and you listen to his new players at LSU, and if you look at the track record going all the way back to Cincinnati when he was there, all the way through, look, the guy's won a ton of football games. He's been able to build and sustain successful programs for a reason. He's a good coach. He's had one catastrophic season. He changed who he was in his behavior, at least, uh, because of it, right? He was on the cusp of probably being released by Notre Dame, and he realized, I'm doing it all wrong. i got to do better. And that's where you get that story about, you know, taking more input from your players and coaches and embracing yoga and all this and changing diet and all this stuff that he did, right? My point would be that he's walked into Baton Rouge and the second he did, he walked into a place that hasn't seen real coaching in two years. A minimum two years. Their head coach, whom we all know, had a bout of lunacy. I mean, my man lost his mind. Toxic was that locker room and those situations. If you believe half the rumors that swirl around Coach O, he's not a good guy. 
that's not a good situation. And they had all basically flown the coop on him. Nobody was playing for that guy anymore. They hated him. They kind of rose up every now and again, and you would see in one fell swoop, look at all that talent. When they drubbed Florida, we were like, oh, my God. Remember they ran for like 350 yards? That was a terrible LSU team. They did whatever the hell they wanted to do. But you would see it on display. You'd be like, they got good players. This is a poorly coached team. This is a Jimbo situation at the end of Florida State where he lost the locker room. If he gets, now I know some of those guys are gone, but he did a good job in the transfer portal of bringing over talented players. Some of those very talented players stuck around. If he instills discipline, gets them focused, and they all buy in, LSU is going to be pretty good. They will be. They have good players. They're going to be a pretty good football team. How long does it take? I don't know. That's why I'm glad we're playing them early. It may be that it all takes in week four, week three, week four, week five. If all of a sudden you're tuning into LSU games, oh, they're getting better. This is starting to happen for them. They're going to be a problem for some of these teams in the West later in the year. That's a conversation I expect to hear because I think defensively they're really good. I continue to hammer the under on the total for this game for me. I know Vegas sees this 27-24, somewhere in that neighborhood. I do too. Good game. Real good game. I think it's a close game, comes down to the wire, all of that. I'm on board with that. I think both teams' defenses are going to carry the day in that game. Now, it's not our first game, but it's our first game against real competition, and it is their first game. And so sometimes first games can be very difficult to predict. You could have a penalty-laden game. It could be sloppy. There could be turnovers. There could be a lot of things. Or both teams hit the ground running, and the strength of those teams take over the day. It takes a little, little bit longer for offense to get there, okay? So I, I'm inclined to lean towards an under of, say, 51. Well, and it could be a, a strange game to game plan wise for Brian Kelly. Certainly for us, it could be as well with a bye week behind it for Florida State. But LSU plays Southern the next week before they host Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then they host New Mexico. So you could almost treat this game and install for it in a unique way because you're new, because you've only installed so much of the principles of what you're going to do next year. The offense is going to be a lot more complicated, I would think. Even though he's four verts, I get that. But the reads and the, and the side adjusts yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. that's going to get more complex as time goes on. You can put in an opponent-specific game plan and very. not get burned for it the next week because you're playing Southern. So it could look very different schematically for them in this one-off than it will by the time they're in October and they play Auburn and Tennessee back-to-back. For Yeah, I, I think LSU's an intriguing team that I would bite on the over. I, I think they're going to – I mean, in total. Win, win total? Win, yeah, win total. It's around seven, right? Yeah, I think it was six or seven when we saw it in the offseason. I just think that they, they've got a lot of talent on that defense. That's going to be a problem for us. I'd say we can't overcome it. We're going to be a problem for them too. But I, I could see this being a game where you, you kind of – like a boxing match where they're feeling it out and you're looking up at the scoreboard middle of the second quarter and it's 7-3. to three. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those type games. Very physical. Guys are playing field position. Yeah, it'll be about red zone execution as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Just as long as you're hungry. Feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. Yeah, you get all. Ooh, just talking about wings got me thinking about wings, baby. It's the time. This is wing season. Wing season is right. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter and don't forget the world-famous sauce. Gotta have the sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's Platters. We go with the Zaxby's Platters. 
lot of hungry boys. They can eat like 15 of those things. Yeah, that's Crazy. what we got last year. That didn't get old. Yeah. Um, should be a lot of fun. What a good time. Yeah, it is wing season. It's football season. It's uh, it's it's getting right season. It, your soul is satisfied. Sitting around, eating some wings from Zaxby's, watching the game, hanging out with your friends, drinking a nice, cold, tall beer of sorts. Yeah, 15 minutes after the post-game show. That's right. And yeah. it's going to be extra tall, extra wide. It's giant beer. <laughs> it might be a, a mini keg. And I just rip off the top of it. There's a guy named Badland Chugs. Yes. Badlands Chugs. Yes. That my son loves. I follow your son, so yeah, I see He him. loves him. Worships him. <laughs> I had, I did one of the, what's it called? When you get one of those things where they talk to the person, uh, you can get them to do a video. Um, oh, uh, Cameo? Yeah, I got a Cameo for him. You like, got to set up your own Cameo. Oh, good Lord. And you I could tell people to suck it for their oh, birthday. I did that for somebody's birthday, and then they use it. Oh, Nate. I did it for Nate. You did? Ghost Pepper Nate. You say, suck it, Ghost Pepper Nate? I think so, yeah. Oh, man. I told him the Yankees suck or something like that, yeah. For only $10? <laughs> yeah, I did it for free. It's the kind of guy I am. But I, uh, I'll i tell you this. Um, I, I, <laughs> it's funny. The glass that he used, Das Boot, yeah. th- oh, well. that he uses, well, we well. have it. I bought it for Bryce, and it's autographed by Badlands Chugs. And he's used it before because he emulates him. What does he drink out of it? Well, he he drank like a Gatorade out of it or something like that. Okay. But but after basketball, he drank a Gatorade out of it, and he thought it was funny. But I was thinking I could bring the Das Boot in, Tom. I think you should. And you and I could have a frosty, tall, cold one out of the Das Boot. Well, the um the pregame show is is not on you know radio, so there's no FCC things. Yeah. Holding so us you, back. as soon as it's over, we can get after the Das Boot. I would need to take a break for the first half of the watch-along. But well, yeah. well, you, you get to do Which that, I right? Do. You do. Uh, Troy wants to know, uh, and, and Troy, i got to go to commercial break here, but I'm going to answer your question because uh, I know you, you've asked something about uh, Ubers. Is that what he did? Go back a ways, find it in there. You don't have to post the question. He needs to know about Ubers post-game and all that. You don't want to do that near the stadium, brother. You, you don't want yeah. to, that's anywhere that's anywhere like you go to a concert you go to a game you go it, it's hard to do that I, well stadium. yeah because the cell tower is so terrible um you might want to if it was me and i had to get a ride like that i would pick a landmark near the stadium like a restaurant and, mm-hmm. and, and just hoof a it. less a less crowded one you know because we all know it's all roped off or, or blocked off in a lot of different places so maybe if you go up pensacola towards i don't know gordo's on Pensacola Street, you head up that way through the tunnel. Yeah, so he, this is what he wrote, and we can help you here, Troy. He wrote, could anyone help me now? How how do I get an Uber or a taxi after FSU games? Last year I had to walk like three miles because the campus shuts down after the game. I have lung issues. It's hard for me to walk a lot. Um, Troy, I well, it depends on the time Actually, of the game. Actually, I've got, I've got a two-step plan. Do you want it here or probably here? So they have the pedicabs. Mm-hmm. Take a pedicab so the guy can bike you around get your ass to a up place up Gaines mm-hmm. or up Pensacola. Yeah, and then you get and your then Uber. from there get your rideshare. So make it it's a two part rideshare system, Troy. But that's a that's a foolproof way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And good call. Take the pedicab. Yeah, get you a little cold one when you're in the pedicab. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, they don't they'll care. do it. Yeah, they'll do it. Good times. Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Ah, uh, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Short segment here, and then we'll solve for the future with my friends from ISF. Great partners of the Jeff Cameron Show. Could be a great partner to you if you're looking to get the most out of your ideas and want to move your company forward, want to move state government forward. They, uh, well, they're, they're who you want to call. I'll tell you about that in a moment. We'll, we'll solve for the future. Uh, the Deshaun Watson mess is at an end for now. Certainly it will never be at an end for him. Um, that'll be fun. That'll be fun for, uh, for, for him and his family, family going to games on the road. <laughs> oh, I'm not losing sleep. I'm not feeling sorry for him. When more than two dozen women accuse you, uh, and then if you've read the reports, uh, it ain't good. It ain't good. The mess is uh, over in, in terms of the punishment. We now know what it is. There's a compromise that uh, will leave neither side feeling good about it, I wouldn't think. If you're Deshaun, you ought to feel good about it. You're lucky to be in the league. You're fabulously wealthy. You get an opportunity to continue your career. There was a chance that, if we're being frank, that that maybe wouldn't happen. $5 million, but you got 230 guaranteed with the deal you signed is a uh, mere pittance. Uh, a 11-game suspension. Okay, well, from there, you'll get right back to playing football. It's um, for a guy described as having engaged in uh, predatory and egregious uh, behavior, uh, nothing short of a form of sexual assault. He's lucky to be in the league. And he's in the league because the league did a poor job prior to this of implementing punishments with any weight and because precedent was used as a guideline, as it should be. Um, the initial suspension was six games and even the right basically the write-up after the six-game suspension as handed down by the judge was, look, I would have done more. I think this warrants more. But the NFL's own precedent tells me that I can't do more. And I'm going to follow that precedent because that's how the league worked in the past. So that's what they did. And then, of course, what basically Roger Goodell gets to do because of the collective bargaining agreement is from there they move from the disciplinary officer, which was Sue Robinson, and a retired federal judge, then he gets to go, well, wait, 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 we're going to appeal this. And he does so, and he can kind of try to make himself look good in the public's eye by saying, no, this should have been more. I, this wasn't my decision. This That, that was the judge. Well, you know, you've governed the league for a long time, man. The reason that that precedent was in place is because in the past, guys got away with that or worse and got fewer games. So, that precedent was on your watch. Or they did less and they got more games Yeah, because it was, there was no it was, rhyme it, or reason. Yeah. So that precedent was set under his watch. But he gets to come out from under this somewhat unscathed by uh, appealing it and saying that in his mind it should have been more than a year and $11 million and all this other stuff, knowing damn well that's not what was going to get handed down. It is a harsher penalty. Um, they agreed, by the way, the two did, the arbiter and the league, so the arbiter for the league and for Deshaun agreed on this Right, there suspicion. is no further appeal. There this is, is no further appeal. It would have gone to court. It didn't. They agreed on this number. 
What's interesting, and I'm going to first guess this because it could be handled a lot of different ways. But his first game back is against the Texans in Houston. It's hilarious. He's not going to play in that game. I don't think they're going to start him in that game. He's not allowed to practice with the team for the balance of the suspension once the preseason is over. You're telling me that this guy with no first team reps for three months is going to return to the helm of that team when they go to Houston? With all of the pieces that are going to be written and put together on video for pregame shows that are going to be negative PR hits for the league, for no way, for the Browns organization. You can almost argue, depending on their record, that he won't play this year. Yeah, we'll see what Jacoby Brissett is able yeah. to do between yeah. now and then. But I just, there's no way to me that you roll him back out there. His first game is that game in that town. It all feels very dirty. It all feels very ugly. There's no way around it. Um, it's 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 ugly. I think one of the reasons that it's ugly is that he didn't exactly apologize. Correct. Yeah. So maintains innocence is the headline on the front page of all the websites right now. Well, uh, we're not going to go down. You, anybody's free to read every document from this thing, and there's a lot out there. And you can make up your mind as you wish. Uh, I just it's it's an interesting choice of words that he's used more than once with repeated opportunities to address this. Now I understand some of it your lawyers would tell you to shut the hell up and you can't really say much of anything. Got it. And then there are times now that this has already been arbitrated, you, you could. You could absolutely say something, but there is still a civil trial to come. Um so not all of this is finished up for him. So I, I can't imagine that we'll hear from him at any point. Um uh, I think what happens for him is, at least in the public eye, because there's a lack of contrition, he'll never escape this. This is never going to be a case oh, where he's... Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you think about the protests outside of uh, NRG Stadium, if that's what they're still calling it. Well, I mean, it Cleveland Houston. welcomed it in. I mean, Cleveland decided that's... The largest guaranteed contract in history. Yeah. Idiots. Now that there is precedent, though, that is to this degree, I think the league, most importantly, if we're trying to advance this, will have an opportunity to act swiftly on egregious, aggressive, predatory behavior towards women in a way that has real teeth instead of this willy-nilly, arbitrary, sometimes seemingly outside the bounds of their ability to govern, act. Because you always had the age-old debate. Well, Roger Goodell's not a cop. There's no. I mean, what, what's he going to do, right? I mean, the NFL can investigate it, but what, they can't arrest him. What are they going to do? So the league should step away and let law enforcement do what they do and then decide based on law enforcement. But for years, they didn't do that, right? They said, what's in the best interest of the shield? And so people were just like, well, I don't, I don't know what to think about this. You know, some this guy gets this, this guy gets half that. It seems like his crime was worse than that guy's. I mean, what are we doing here? It's like the NCAA's punishments for institutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, North Carolina gets nothing after cheating because, for 25 Because years. cheating was available to everybody. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's move on to something a little bit rosier. We'll solve for the future next with our friends from ISF. It's Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. All right, let's do it. Let's have some fun. It's time to solve for the future with our friends at ISF. Yes, ISF, Solving the Future. Been a fun segment since they've come on board. Great partnership. I'll tell you a little bit more about them in a moment. But uh, let's throw it out there. I like the interactive approach that we got going these days because it really kind of models how ISF works with uh, those that uh, call upon their services, right? And you're facing challenges. You're trying to figure out how to move forward, all that stuff. So you want you want to work together here. Um and I, and I think we have a chance to work together like we did last week, guys. So I'll, po- I'll, I'll posit this to you guys on the chat, WarChant TV, right now. Let's go. Get by your keyboard, your phone, whatever you're using here. You're in your car. Pull over. And then pull us up on YouTube and join the conversation. Yeah, have fun with this here. Uh, I want to know, because I'm curious what people will say, and I mean that legitimately. Uh, who are your X-Factors on offense for Florida State? Who are your X-Factors on defense for Florida State? Give me an X factor. Give me somebody that, if they're terrible or great, will have the biggest impact on Florida State this year to change their fortunes, good or bad. However you want to look at it. Most of us right now are in a place mentally, I think, certainly to, to think in the, in the realm of the positive. And I'm with you on that. Because there are some guys on offense and defense that maybe aren't household names, maybe aren't guys that immediately come to mind when you think about this team. Think about the higher-profile players on this team. But there are guys just below that notch that um, you've heard good things about out of camp. Uh, we've watched practice and have good weeks in practice. Um, guys that could change the fortunes for this football team and, 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 and you know primarily in a positive way. Although there are some, I see where Brian has said Jared Verse. It's interesting, you could look at Jared Verse both ways. That's a good candidate, Brian, because... Jared Verse is a guy that, if he plays great, could have a huge impact on this team. We think, you know, immediately about Jermaine Johnson and what he did to change games and getting after the passer, all those things. You know, how far of a drop off is Florida State going to suffer without the presence of Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas? Well, if Jared Verse has a huge season, not far. If he has a terrible season, we'll feel the weight of that considerably. Uh, it's a good candidate. As we go through some of these, I see Deuce Spann's name there. If he can block, that's from Mike. Uh, Johnny Wilson, Duke Cooper is what Kevin has to say. Amari Gaynor on defense. That's an interesting one, Amari Gaynor. Yeah, if he's great, that changes a lot of things. I I don't know how many snaps we'll see. We'll see what he's involved in, how often he's involved. But he's been better. He had a good last month of last year, had a good spring camp, had a good fall camp. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Jacob writes Pittman. Micah Pittman's a good one if he has a great season and is consistent. Could change the way this offense motors. Um, I really like Ed. Good job. By the way, coffee's great. <laughs> I would uh, I would say that uh, Wright and Bethune seem about right, Ed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Tatum Bethune maybe is less of an X factor. I think he's a known commodity. But I understand why he's new. He's new. So it, it, it is game changing. Of course, they didn't have a guy like that last year. And then the other thing I would say is uh, Winston Wright is a good answer because we just don't know when he's going to play. How soon does he get out there and contribute? Because he's a known commodity as a player. In the Power Five, he's a known commodity as a productive, 
Very good player. Florida State doesn't have too many of those at wide receiver. Yeah, I'd say on offense for me, the X factor is Darius Washington because he can play multiple positions, and if he's good this year, so good that you can't keep him off the field, right? great or terrible, that kind of a thing, you have fortified yourself against multiple injury problems in the course of a game. Somebody goes down, Darius can play it. That's huge. You need that guy. Right now, I feel good about Estes as a backup, already as a primary backup. But it's mostly a guard that I feel good about Estes. If Darius Washington is good, you can move all kinds of guys around the offensive line, and he can fit anywhere from right to, well, maybe not left, but I think from right tackle to left guard in a pinch, Darius can help you get through whatever problems you've got. And if he's good, then you might not even miss the guy who went down for a few drives. And we haven't been in a position like that before. I like Estes as a, as a backup, but Darius could help change and make you feel a whole ton more confident about the offense should you have attrition in the trenches, which is just normal to have during the course of 12 games. I tend to gravitate, I tend to gravitate towards the two defensive ends, McClendon and Verse. Oh, if McClendon's a game changer, that's, that is a game changer. If consistently good, it changes the outlook for this defense considerably. I that is a big I don't know. He has good days and bad days. I just don't know. Let's see if we can get some consistency out of him. We don't know about Jared Verse at the big time level. So let's see what he does here with this huge step up. Who do you feel more confident about today of those two? Five or nine? To be consistent? Mm-hmm. Nine. Interesting. To be consistent. I think Verse is a splash player. I think he has oh. moments. I think we're going to say, wow, look at that. He'll have a game where the guy across from him does not have the footwork, does not have the speed, does not have the length, and is going to get worked, and he's going to have a day. They're going to have to start chipping. People are going to go, okay, this is a mismatch. But he's going to have days where there is a quality tackle that gets his hands on him, and it's a quiet day. That is so funny. You could apply those exact words for me to, to McClendon. McClendon. Well, right. I think and I feel better about Verse because I think Verse is stronger. And so there's a better chance. I understand that a lot of times he'll be lining up against the left tackle, but they move around they on the do. defensive line. They do. But I think he's strong enough to do something about it if you've got a tackle that's worth his weight. McClendon, I'm not sure if he's got the variety. I think Verse has more variety to what he can do to affect a play. But if you are if you're slow footed and McClendon's on the other side, I don't know. Because then you've got to start guessing. And when you guess, he's gonna make you look silly. Brian, I, I think it's because he's young, not because that's who he is as a player. He'll get better over time, meaning five will get better over time. He's smart too. He's a smart football player, I think. Uh Ed, sure, I'll take more coffee anytime you want to give it to me. I uh that that is not solving for the future here for the football team, but it is solving for Jeff Cameron's kitchen. That is a great thing. Coffee every morning in abundance for both me and my wife. Well, we are the proud parents of two young boys and they will drive you nuts and coffee comes in hand. Look, every time the morning's over, morning becomes the future. So you are solving for the future. That, that is correct. That's well done. Uh, a lot of people on the chat here, and thanks, guys, for interacting. I mean that. You know, sometimes I can be a snarky, sarcastic bastard, but I do care that you guys are interacting with us here today. I appreciate that. Thanks for, for playing along. What a giving moment. Uh, Johnny Wilson. A lot of people noting Johnny Wilson. And, Boy, um, if he's really good, that does change things. Well, it does. Same with Deuce Span. It's a good answer. we got a lot of guys that fit this. 
I mean, a lot of guys that fit this. Um, mm, I think we named them. I think the chat named them. I think we named them. I think we did. Uh, to me, the guys that stand out in that category, Verse, McClendon, Wilson, Span, those are the guys that really. Hey man, here's another one. AZ Thomas. How quickly can he be dominant? He's quieted down in camp. I don't want. I'm not giving anything away. He's, I think he's tired. He's a freshman. Yeah. I think it's it's you know. But if he picks it back up, which he will in the season, and he looks like the guy that started camp, that changes your secondary. You can do a lot of things at that point. You move some guys around. That could be game changing because he has some guys just have the knack for coming down with the football. So far with what we've seen, he has that knack. Some dudes fight the ball. Akeem Dent for most of his career, and he's gotten better at it. It took five years. But Akeem would fight the football. He'd do everything right. He'd be in position. Then he'd just yeah. kind of fight and flap against the football and hit the ground. AZ is smooth. Oh, with it. well, he's a former receiver. Right. You can see it. So he was a very good and productive high school receiver. So the, the, the football doesn't scare him. I mean, he can make a play on it. That's your grand reward, young man. That is your grand reward for the hard work that it is to cover somebody. It's hard to cover somebody. You know, if you take the football away from the other team, that's a positive thing. <laughs> Increases your chance to win. Bobby Bowden at the end of his career. Uh, <laughs> Eric, good on you, brother. It's good to see you again. It's been many years since we were over at AJ's doing the uh, sports talk. Uh, but he writes, I know Travis isn't an unknown, but if he is terrible, we will be. If he's excellent, we could do a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's not an unknown. You're right. Yeah, but Eric, you're right. I mean, obviously, if he's not any good, uh, this is gonna be a long year. But, but, but I will say again, big butt here, mm. big butt. I'll tell you this. Uh, I would have told you a year ago that when he was out, or if he couldn't play due to injury or whatever, I just held my breath that something disastrous didn't happen when anybody else went in the game. But I gotta tell you, I. I will not feel like disaster is pending if Rodemaker goes in the game. Now, I'm not telling you he's going to go in and light it up, but I won't immediately feel a sense of doomsday. Mm -hmm. You won't walk to the fridge. No, I won't be like, oh, well, that's that. Right. Dylan G is on the hill. <laughs> Dylan, grab me another G. You remember that used yeah. to be his nickname, yeah. grab me another. Yeah. I... I and if they if they come back from commercial break, you say, and Tate Rodemaker is in the game, you're not going to say, "Hun, I need the double IPA." Yeah, I think it, um, I I think if he's in the game, you'll be nervous. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna conclude that here comes an ass kicking. We're great. Here we go. One way or the other, you're gonna be like, "Well, let let's see." The performance is let's, let's let's see what he does. The performance is in doubt, and that goes both ways. Yes, both ways. Like I just don't know. I just don't know. Tate, I just don't know. <laughs> Rodemaker. That's what he's graduated to right now. And, I just don't know. And once he takes that next step, the Rodemaker is reborn. Oh, wouldn't that be great? From the ashes of his high school tape. Uh, unless I'm sitting right next to you, the text will read to you as he takes the field. We'll see. We'll see, Tom. Or what will we see, well, Tom? That's better than we're effed, which is what I was getting. Yeah, you would have gotten, well, this is over. This is effing over is what you would have gotten. Right, yeah. And I'd, I'd hear it while I'm yeah. doing whatever. I know what that is. That's Jeff Venting. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun that we're in that position, i got to say. I mentioned it a moment ago. We're solving for the future from our friends at ISF. Partners of the Jeff Cameron Show could be partner 
with you and your agency, your organization moving forward, trying to figure out how to move forward efficiently. You're thinking about all the things that need to be addressed, overly complicated processes based on old rules, no clear direction, what you're trying to do. Big picture, times have changed. You have to change too. You guys know that. You can't be working with outdated, hard-to-support technologies. Um, ISF does this for you. They'll help you. They'll work collaboratively with you, closely with you, getting your terms input and provide their expertise to make uh, recommendations for a path forward. They don't just tell you what to do. They don't tell you how to get there. They help develop a strategy for your future alongside. So, so many ways to streamline things, so many systems that uh, we may not need to support anymore, things like that, bigger picture stuff working with you. It's what ISF does. Let ISF work with you, your vision, their expertise, solving the future. Probables. Fire it up, buddy. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? I can tell you what's probably going to happen tonight. The Pirates are going to get their ass kicked. That's probably what's going to happen tonight. I, I just assume that every damn night. Hit a two-run homer in the first last night. Take a two-nothing lead by the second inning. It's three to two, Boston. I'm like, okay. Why do I keep watching? Why do I keep watching? Sadomasochistic. Is you know, t- take a step back. Probable is a very interesting term for this layout because these dudes are pitching. Like, what's the percentage of a probable on the day of a game not actually pitching. pitching or not? If they're actually, it's ninety-nine yeah. plus. Ninety-nine plus. Ninety-nine yeah. plus. Yeah. The NFL injury report probable is very 85. Cardinals are beating the brakes off the Rockies 10 to nothing in the fifth. Woo! Antonio Cincinnati did not have it today, folks. Adam Wainwright is dealing again. Are you kidding me with this? 150 years old. Throws 72. Two to nothing, Texas over Oakland. That game's in the fourth. A's, Rangers, Zach Logue, and Dane Dunning. One to nothing, Houston over the White Sox in the second. That is Luis Garcia, Lucas Giolito. We've got a warm-up underway between the Cubbies and uh, Baltimore. That is coming up. That is Adrian Sampson and Spencer Watkins. 30 seconds. We'll skip ahead here. John Wachowski, JT Brubaker in Pittsburgh. Brubaker sucks. Mets Braves, Jacob DeGrom, Max Freed. Good work out of you. Thanks, Director Matthew, as well. Be good, everybody. Have a great night. We will talk to you on Alibations Friday. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.